Good morning, Murray Walker. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the others since. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, Radio For those who don't know, Radio Hotman, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, it is a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotman. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Good afternoon, Radio They are a little spicy, aren't they, JP? They are. You know what that means? It's spicy. Covering stuff up. Yeah, probably. It's, no, it's, it's always the way. It's with chilli and ginger, so... Uh, yeah. Well, why do you think they make curry pies? So they can use crap meat. Did I say that? that. <laughs> We're not endorsed by anybody. Oh. Where you go, then? What about if... Do you think there's any chance of VIP, Tony Quinn, like, making pies? No. <laughs> Look, Make these days, pies. you can what? put chocolate with any savoury dish. I was a bit confused about him buying Daryl Lee because dogs are allergic to chocolate. It kills them. So how can he put chocolate in VIP pet foods? Well, he's not. Well, it's good to hear. It'd be like, it'd be more likely to be liver chip. <laughs> anyway, if you, more, if you want to know more about the... Um, the Tony Quinn acquisition of uh, Daryl Lee saving an icon. Well, saving the icon factory, none of the stores. He's a man with skills in distribution, mm. <clears throat> but from another part of the world, as Alan Joyce, <laughs> he's the man that looks after Cuntus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that not a good YouTube clip or what? Now, we've got. Is this working? I don't know. It is. Are you sure? It is. And that means... It must be time for... <laughs> Radio Hot Lab, episode 220. That light-hearted and zany podcast that takes a local look. A local look? A local look at... Lo- oh, there you go. <laughs> light-hearted motorsport. Here and overseas. Okay, so we're not just local. Oh. A cool emerging technologies, gadgets, barbecues, curled up, sausage dogs and... Salvation Army specialists who are here tonight along with us. JP, welcome. Uh, We can only look, you know, he's had a bit of dentistry going on. A bit of dentistry? And, and, you know, he works for for people that we can't mention. He's only known as Kooky Pat. Kooky Pat. (laughs) Good evening, viewers. (laughs) There you go. Mate, thanks for coming along tonight. Yeah, thanks, uh, Pat. On a rather, uh, well... After such a lovely weekend to start the spring, it's Shitsville, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely it's a shocker, mate. It's an absolute hits. shocker. We've had it. The sun poked its way out for a little while, and then it just took off again, didn't it? Well, I reckon we might have hail again later on. And apparently Victoria had it even worse than we did yesterday, once it got across there. Did you see the guy this morning? The, the, um, some guy in a bloody um, pulsar driven straight into a falling, fallen tree. Smashed the front of that up, and then they, then there was a tree down over a railway line somewhere, and they're herding all the people off. Herding, herding, herding. Look <laughs> better, yeah. But yeah, before we get on to uh, the, the show tonight, it's uh, it's probably you know it's only 
it's only fair to say that. Well, you're telling the story. Well, what you is it fair to say? <laughs> and, uh, and 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 I can vouch for, for for Patrick up front, who is on duty. And yes. He has a duty of care and is on the Schweppes line. That's right. He's looking after me and her. I know he, he was he was he was tonguing for Coopers, but no. Modelling responsibility. Fantastic. <laughs> Should be more of it. Uh, Gage Road Pills. Okay. My, my 3.5 of choice, I have to say. Um, because it's got a bit of flavour to it. And for a low mid-alcohol... Mind you, having said that, I've got to go off on a quick tangent here and have a whinge. When I was in Dan's today, buying this, I noticed that all of the mid-strength beers since the last government grab with their CPI price rise on the liquor tax, it's all up over 40 bucks. I mean, who wants to pay 42.95 for a carton of Carlton Mid or a, a Gage Pills or whatever, three and a half, and 4X gold? It's just ridiculous. Where's the incentive for people to drink low alcohol beer? Are you a beer drinker at all, Patrick? Well, not often. A little bit. Not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. a lot. Yeah, just the European mm. stuff. The, the European style Cooper's product, which isn't very European. Do mm. you think that with Cooper's um, now getting involved with supercars to the point that they're actually making a, a commemorative pack? Mm. Uh, we mentioned really on episode 219, and people will probably buy them. I might even buy one, definitely not to drink. Just that might be the only thing mm. in life that I buy in... And don't drink. That I wouldn't open. Yeah. Because you know, I've got a cellar and there's nothing in it. <laughs> it's the, That's because FWBM cleared it out. No, it's you, actually it's all down there. And it'll all be gone. I can't afford to touch any of it. <laughs> but um, um, don't you think that the punters on the hill, after carrying up their allowed case, mm. will be jerked off the fact that there's only 20 cans? In the box. Do you think they'll be asking for special dispensation that they can take two of those? Well, are they allowed full strength? Or they do got to do 3.5? No, I think they're allowed full strength. I think the 3.5 or the mid-strength or whatever is just an initiative of most sporting bodies these days, like at the cricket and everything else. It's as strong as you can get. Just so people don't get smashed too quick. Radio Hot Lap, episode 220, and Patrick's here joining us. And... Uh, Unlike ourselves, which pretty much hid in the war- hid in the warmth <laughs> of indoors over a Tiger Adelaide, yes. call it classic yes. Tiger. Any no, it's Adelaide not classic. Classic's been dropped a couple of weeks ago, mate. You were out there uh, with your with your wife's wedding camera snapping away. I was. I was Thursday. I got hailed on, and uh, that was particularly unpleasant experience because I stood there with a fifty to five hundred mil lens, mm. trying to just get through. The spray, the rain, the horribleness. Got a couple of snaps away of uh, Kevin flaming away there, you know. Got all those sort before of Before he flamed shots. out. Before he flamed out, <laughs> yeah. Which was a real mystery why, where he all went. He just all mm. was there, and then he wasn't there, was he? He just disappeared. Mm. So, but I got all those snaps, and then uh, on the Friday, I got a, a bit of an invite to do a um, co drive in the GT86, the new. Oh, Subaru yeah. slash Toyota, Toyota. slash uh, Coupe, the sports coupe. Toyobaru. With young Tom Gilbert up there in the hills. And, uh, yeah, pretty confident guy, actually. And how was that? Was it good? It was excellent, actually. Whereabouts were... Uh, like which... Day two, Montecute. Oh, Montecute. Oh, Starts very off nice. with Montecute. And I yep. thought, in the first sort of eight corners, I thought, I'll figure out whether I'm going to live through today or not. Because uh, <laughs> by corner 10, there was debris all over the road. There was yep. just rubbish everywhere. 
squally, horrible, windy, the whole shooting match. And by the time we got to Pound Road, there was just a lot of green all over the, the centre of the road. But, but the car held up pretty well. Tom held up very well as well. So we got through it in the end. The what lunch... do you think of the car? Like, I mean, it's a... It's a um, and the, uh, the, the, the rambling one who will be on, uh, the folks, shortly will have some input on that. No doubt. What did, what did you think of it? Well, it's... Um... They're really trying to do something that's a bit sort of racer focused, like the, the, even the way that the styling of the two hundred horsepower. Yeah, and it's yeah, I know, and all the and all the horsepower at the top of the red range, and you know all the torque at the top of it as well. And so you got you got a kind of um, a car that's trying to be uh, a bit of a racer friendly kind of a thing, and you know it's it's obviously playing to a bit of a market, but. I think it's I think it's pretty cheap for what it is. Oh yeah, and it is. Starting at about that thirty, and the GT thing's about thirty-seven. Mm. It's got a lot of potential to be built upon. Absolutely, yeah. yeah but, and um, and you know, like as you've seen, mock-ups of the thing. You know, there's no reason why I can't run a GT five hundred spec version. Absolutely, mm. yeah. It's got a lot of potential for all that. But I also think this uh, the looks are a bit anodyne. I think it's probably the best way of mm, kind of good word, isn't it? Yeah. Anodyne. Thank you. What does you. that mean? I. I not sure, but it sounds like if it's you play Scrabble, really... I hope you can spell it. Yeah, yeah. Can I buy <laughs> I a vowel? Yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know. It's sort of a bit confused with the looks, but I, you know, it's a, it's a great sounding car inside. There's a bit of a YouTube clip. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. You know, anodyne or not, it's particularly from the rear. I think the rear looks very angry. A bit Ferrari, yeah, isn't it at the back? But, there, yeah. So are people buying the 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 eighty six or the BRZ, or is it a case of availability? It's a case of availability. Yeah. The 86 is, I think, at last count, about a four-month wait. Hmm. And the BRZ is only available online. And Subaru Australia have only been allocated some piddling little amount. They reckon it's going to be like a 10-month wait or something. Hmm. And you order it online and then just nominate your local dealer to go and pick it up from. Which is quite interesting because it means it's a very fixed price. And he's lame. And he's lame. I forgot. Very nice. Yeah, well, well we didn't ask you, did we? <laughs> Very slack. What year? You, last year, uh, uh, Pat, you, I think you were co-driving in a Maroon VB, was it? A VC Commodore? No, that was... No, I did... Uh, I actually was with Fogues a couple of... Well, the last... I think the last Classic Adelaide, or the second to last Classic oh. Adelaide. I was with Fogues in a Nissan 3 Yes, I remember the Nissan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So we, so we yeah. shared a bit of cabin space together, and um, yeah. he did the driving. He, he did the driving, yeah, very yeah. very ably. As oh, well, that's right. Say. Jeff Fisher made that that, that car available. Mm. That, that's right. Okay. Glenn Seaton was involved in the, yeah, the white three right. seven. Glenn well. came that's over, good. didn't he? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I had you confused. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And um, who was the guy from in the a motor magazine? Way. He was here too. Um, I can't remember. His but name you could have made that up. I could have. I could have run with it, couldn't I? And just made up some complete horseshit <laughs> there, couldn't I? What a I've been the paragon of integrity well, tonight, not drinking at all. I thought I'd stay with you. It is radio yeah. hotline. Just, just, just in case. It's only your first I can't do that on debut. First experience of trying to get it right, you know, we're wrong. You know, how can you do that? You're right. You're going to spill that, aren't you? No, last I'm not going to spill it. You know what you did last week? I didn't do anything last you, week. That's exactly. That was the dog. You did nothing, and you see you fell into that trap. Mm. So I just, I just put, leave it there. It was fine. No, it's not. I won't have it. It's a worry. He told me to take it off of there originally. We'll, uh, we'll oh. get his stinkiness uh, on, on the on, on the 
Mark Beatty from Auto Fiction in Melbourne, who uh, will probably be going, oh, jeez, you finally got back to me, did you? But, uh, you know, the new Sherman-owned, or soon-to-be, Auto Action. Oh, there he is. Folks, good evening. You haven't got that Ducati jacket on again, have you? I uh, hope you're enjoying a, a, a nice image of the uh, chandelier. <laughs> Very odd, eh? <laughs> well, mate, thanks for making episode 220. And in fact, we, apart from the, uh, the, the regular rascals that are here, we'd like to re, uh, re, uh, re, uh, reunite you. Reunite you. Reacquaint you. With Kooky Pat, who, in fact, I think you, um, you might have actually done a little bit of Targa stuff together. G'day mate, 370Z, a couple of years ago. Yeah, mate, half, how are you? Half a day, good, how are you? Yeah, well, good evening everyone, you boys there, and all the viewers around the globe. <laughs> yeah, nice one, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's that little lamp in the corner, that globe. Yeah. <laughs> so, feeling the love again, are you? Oh, there's Russ. Yeah, yes, I am feeling the love again, folks. So that's all right, isn't it? And, and so much so that he's brought over an extremely, uh, extremely, uh... <laughs> Are you right? <laughs> Listen, this, this is a, a, a G-rated show. <laughs> um, uh, he brought over a very, very nice uh, uh, lay-down, dusty old red that uh, as soon as it was decanted, it had that shine of a port. But mm. uh, don't worry, I'll bring a little remnant over for you next week. <laughs> so looking forward to that. I bet you are. Especially as you know, I'm arriving on the Saturday as well. It just gets better, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, what's going on over there? This day. Yes. What's going on over there, mate? What have you got, have you got to say for yourself? All quiet here at the moment, but that may just be the calm before the storm. It's very disconcerting having to look at your chandelier. <laughs> really? <laughs> that, is, that is rather unfair, isn't it? Oh, and you in shadow. Ominous. Yeah, I'll put you up here, mate, where I think I can... I can, I can, I can. The coffee. You'll probably fall down in That's there. It. That's the trouble. On the wagon today. On the wagon still, today? Oh, yeah. Right. With a Dunkin' Donuts cup. Folks, I like that. Well, Very nice. The oh, oh. big mother imported <laughs> all the way from the USA. <laughs> oh, I can see you all now. Why That's do funny. I not believe you, folks? Did you buy it or steal it? Whoa! Oh, yeah. Why do I have a funny suspicion that you're actually? Um, <laughs> this is how not to treat an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have a funny? Don't worry about it. It's your, your iPad, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> This is slick presentation, isn't it? <laughs> well, this so is episode two twenty. It's slick. <laughs> actually, if we do it this way, it might, might actually stand up. Hardy, oh, why don't you just stand it down there, and then it'll angle back up this way, and you'll be able to see all of us. Oh, there you go. Right, out, folks, off you go. Look for it. There you go. Look perfect. <laughs> you know, we practice these things up front. Do you have to say to yourself, what riveting topics are we discussing this evening? 
<laughs> well, I think that there'd be none more up your alley uh, in terms of interest is that in the uh, that there's been a merger in the US between Grand Am and the American Le Mans series. Of course, mm. it makes it easier to create a single word, the Galams. The Glams. But, uh, the Glams. And uh, Uncle Don, the Don, is involved there. Okay, so GA is um, owned by NASCAR. The ACO are stamping their approval of it. But reading between the lines, it smacks of an opportunity to get Don's Delta Wing into a category. Because he's pretty much ruled out saying that uh, the P1, LMP1 cars are gone. Don was a huge uh, uh, advocate of that sort of stuff. And, and, and new technology, as you well know, from the probably the first, the Batmobile that he ran in the late, late 90s, 98, or something like that. Um, the right, sir. The Roadster, that's right, where it had sort of had very early regenerative systems there, uh, made by Zytec. But he's gone out and specifically said that uh, he doesn't want to be... They don't think that there's a place for LMP1, but there is a place for prototypes and new prototypes. So I'm thinking, after Don had said at the 24-hour of Le Mans, that he would like to see that, uh, that car exist... I wonder what your thoughts on it, because we, we, we already talked about we can't have a Delta Wing championship. Well, the first thing that strikes me about this much-needed merger of sports car racing, endurance sports car racing in North America, is that, well, what is it? Is it a merger of equals, or is it a takeover? It looks to me very much like it's a takeover by, well, a division of NASCAR, um, so, and it includes taking over the lease of um, the Seabring racetrack and also um, Shadowland there and uh, other aspects of Don Panos's empire. So, looks like a pretty big exit from racing by Don Panos in a way. So, what the future of the Delta Wing is, I have no idea. And I was just thinking the other day that the silence to do with that project lately has been raucous. Not a pick. Mm -hmm. True. Um, LMP1, or P1 as they talk about in the States, was almost dead anyway, so um, leaving the Daytona prototypes as ugly as most of them are to take over is a logical move, and further consolidation with you know some adjustment to P2, and then hopefully they'll sort out the GT mess. I mean, if nothing else, um, this consolidation of endurance sports car racing in the mainly US might be some incentive to sort out the mess that is GT racing worldwide with it with its proliferation of classes that I I can never understand to be honest with you. Look, in, in, I, think I can pretty much bet the farm on we won't be seeing Delta Wing in NASCAR stock car racing. Sounds fair. Yeah. But I do, I do think that there's going to be a... Um, I, I just get a feeling that we're going to see Delta Wing somewhere in, in that mix and perhaps the reskinning of um, the reskinning of the GA cars to make them look a little bit more P1-like. I'm just going to move this thing. Right? No, you're feeding back. You'll have to deal with not seeing us. 
Okay, well, hopefully this will be a place for Dylan Wing or a derivative, and I'm hoping to find out more about that at the Singapore Grand Prix in a couple of weeks, because I believe that um, the worldwide boss of Nissan, Simon Strau, uh, will be there, so I'll be keen to see what he's got to say about what's going to happen with the Delta Wing, if anything, and whether Nissan will uh, continue to be involved. So, uh, so um, stand by, as they say. So no doubt we'll be having a uh, sweaty Singapore conference with you. As we did last year. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's very good. It is very humid there during the race, but it's a great event. I'm looking forward to that. Once you're out of the marina. Haven't they got Kylie or someone singing? Singapore? What's the the view like from the marina sands penthouse? Kylie Minogue is a headline act at the concert at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Oh, it's Abu Dhabi, is it? Oh, well, there you go. It shows that I yeah. know. I just remember catching it. And she'll be rocking the F1s and the V8. Our Kylie. <laughs> our Kylie. What? From, mm-hmm. from round the corner at GDV9. Our <laughs> Kylie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Once upon a time, yeah. So, uh, folks, um, will you be uh, taking up your regular uh, penthouse suite at the Marina Sands Hotel? Nearby. <laughs> Jail. <laughs> Nearby, yeah. In the lock-up. In the verbs of Singapore. Oh. No, it's good fun. I love that event. It is a good spot. You've got some friends up there who uh, know how to buy prawns, two to the kilo. They're a, bit, they're a bit gnarly when you get prawns the size of a snake. To say the least. <laughs> well, that's... They'd just be wanna be crabs or something, aren't they, really? <laughs> Aspirational crabs. Folks, you've uh, spent, as we all know, a significant amount of time in uh, the tennis circuit, also in Formula One, but, but, but of course, the majority of time pilfering, pilfering, Rare Qantas serviettes on route on route on route to Formula One events. Australia flyer, I don't get those um, cushies. Uh, oh, that's right. You've moved to the proper yes. airline. Mm. <laughs> yes. Well, I bet you're not getting excuse number four four out of sixty eight. Full page spread in your newspaper down there about why Virgin's not lifting up to that standard that uh, you seem to say that they're doing, even though they made a 10.3 million. 91 reasons not to fly Qantas. Yes, that's it. Okay, look, <laughs> folks, I'll tell you, I, I'll tell that the Moroccan bean soup with couscous is a damn good reason. But uh, look, I'm digressing from the question I wanted to ask you, and that was um, Spa. Did you think? that Michael Schumacher was a little bit naughty in his entry to the pit lane there, crossing over the bows of another driver, although it is such the way that it is. No, I didn't think he was a little bit naughty. I thought he was completely out of order. (laughs) (laughs) You were going to say something. I mean, that was just such a clumsy, ham-fisted move, and at the very least, lacking any sort of race driver etiquette. 
it, it does really underlie how he he just does those things, doesn't he? You know, the, the Rubens Barrichello thing down the straight and moving mm. him over. It's just another it's just one of those. Like, oh, fuck, why I'm not do you do, do it? This. Yeah. Well, put it this way I would use one of our private acronyms to describe <laughs> his performance. He is a coat. C-O-A-T. Oh, oh, you mean a caring, understanding 90s type? Mm. Ah, yeah. it, was, it was well out of order. He's better than that, or apparently not. And, <laughs> this is folks, and this is my opinion. The latest, well, the latest rumours around Formula One now is that uh, he's not going to, and that Lewis Hamilton's going to take his place at Mercedes. So we'll just have to see it. Um, it's been a sad comeback, really, overall for Michael Schumacher. Stunned his reputation, no good whatsoever. He should have just left it alone. Yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not good. He's just clearly not as good as he used to be, except in some exceptional circumstances. And Mercedes just have not progressed. In fact, they've gone backwards this season. So I don't know what the future of that team is. There's a lot of rumbling around that the Mercedes Benz board in Stuttgart is getting sick of pouring money and getting nowhere. You would understand that. And I think at the very least that team will sooner than later be rebranded as completely as AMG. Mm. Um, I think you might see the Mercedes logos disappear or get very small. There's been a oh, bit of... There's been oh, a bit of... There's a bit of a who, you know. The ghouls <laughs> couldn't ask better with the first black crash that really took up Alonso's head. Mm. And uh, a sublime drive by Jens Button and... Uh, an amazing comeback, or fight back, if you like, by, by Vettel. So the season of uh, uh, unpredictability, or even more than that, of just aging Virgils continues. Mm, doesn't it just? So do you think Grosjean's penalty was appropriate, or do you think they're going a bit over the top? Oh, well, not before time. Yeah, true. But, should, but, I mean, in, in the light of the fact that we were just talking about Schumacher, who didn't even get anything apart from a little slap on the wrist. Sorry, uh, I said, in light of the fact that we were just talking about Schumacher, who barely got a slap on the wrist, is Grosjean's well, penalty too heavy? He, he, he avoided cartage. There should have been some action in front. But Grosjean, like Maldonado... You know, they just seem to they have a magnetic attraction to trouble. And <laughs> seventh incident this season, most which would be, you know, within 100 metres of the start line or a couple of hundred metres. Um, is it still going to settle out? So, um, much like a, suppose, much like a head-on bus crash or similar on a... Uh, on like the road from Adelaide to Melbourne, suddenly, it, you know, the, the politicians are jumping up and down saying, let's have a dual carriageway. And we talked about this, I think, on 219 related to the unfortunate demise of Adam Plater in the, mm. in the, in the rally, uh, the, the target down here. Now they're calling for closed cockpit for 2014. What are we talking about here, folks? Are we talking like, Peugeot 908 style, like, you know, 
mechanic has to open the hatch and get his head down there and get the spanner out with his legs in the air? Is it not the fact that we want it? We can actually see their wheel work. I mean, will it not just completely wreck it? Or are we just talking about building up the side so much that the the safety mechanisms will be above their head all round? Airfire has done quite a bit of work on enclosed cockpits already and they've tested jet fighter-like canopies. And from what I understand, they've rejected that idea and they're concentrating now on developing basically a full roll cage, uh, which apparently is more effective in deflecting wheels and other, other large objects. Um, it'll look like rubbish. You know, they'll look like some sort of you know, speed car misfit. <laughs> um, I I love the idea of canopies. I reckon, you know, that done properly, they look like proper 21st century racing cars, you know, un unlike the, you know, misshapen misfits that they are at the moment, Formula 1 cars particularly. Um, and I don't think having enclosed, you know, see-through, at least cockpit, would diminish them. I mean, you can't see the wheel work anyway. You can't see any of the drivers. They're all tucked inside their, their safety cell. Um, and what, you know, onboard cameras show you what the driver's doing. And on... Oh, that's not true. I mean, at some of the tighter circuits like Monaco, that you can, there can be like some, some you know, rascas uh, where like, you know, there could be a camera from like a cafe looking down and you actually see them slowing in and turning in. So a little bits like that, but obviously at a place like Spa, you're not going to see maybe maybe at La Source. Well, it's you know it's only, well, it's only the TV that shows it to you. You can barely see it live, even at a place like Monaco if you're overlooking. Oh, for sure. Um, there's so little you know open area in the cockpit now. Um, but I, Auto Action Magazine's Facebook wall, um, a guy sent in a fabulous rendering that he made of what an enclosed cockpit Ferrari would look like. And it, I reckon it looks sensational. It looks like a jet fighter on wheels. <laughs> a bit of fairing around the actual wheels themselves and suddenly, you know, I reckon we'd be looking at race cars, and I've been banging on this for years and years, that actually look like 21st century um, projectiles that, you know, instead of what we've got at the moment, you know, you're right, things like, you know, the latest, you know, the last pretty striking, futuristic looking devices was the Toyota this year. You know, they look like modern racing cars, Formula One cars, and back in any open wheelers don't. They just look ugly. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not opposed to a canopy, um, you know, if, and this goes back, I mean, you wouldn't remember, but. Back in 1967, I believe, it was 67, 66, Jack Brabham ran a first fix canopy, canopy um, at Monza. Looked great. Didn't work because the technology in it was such that the, the curvature of the, the first fix covering, um, you know, wall. Is this the image? Is that the one? Yeah, it doesn't look great. Yeah, it does look great. But the thing that would bother me about that, folks, is that as soon as you put a canopy on there, it's instantly going to become part of the aero, 
and yeah. give it six months and you'll have the ugliest canopies in the world with bits hanging off with of them and flutes and, and stripes. And well, there is that temptation, but... It's actually very, very good, isn't it? That's where the regulators can step in and mandate some sort of, you know... Yeah, I mean, if they mandated it like that mock-up you were just and, talking of. In fact, I reckon they should be mandating certain um, requirements for, you know, aesthetics for racing cars. You know, they should mandate that the things actually look good. And if it comes out looking like a robber's dog, we'll send it back, you know, do it again. <laughs> Sounds fair. The what? A robber's, robber's dog. dog. Robber's dog? Yeah. He was a bit of a robber's dog, wasn't he, in, when you were in the car with him that, that time. On, yeah, but on, a polite one. A polite, <laughs> polite robber's dog. <laughs> How does that work? Well, yeah. I, I, I'm going to tell you, Hardy, I've got a very disturbing view. <laughs> well, <laughs> just a moment ago. Oh, go away. Oh, was it? Viewers. Oh, this is. Uh, no one. No one. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Cross cam. <laughs> Thanks, folks. You don't need to tell everybody. So Pat's called up that picture. Oh, yeah, all of a sudden, we'll have... We'll have... Yes, going. I mean, you're neglecting him. Come on. I uh, think it's only prudent, good word, mm-hmm. to say, folks, that uh, today we actually have gone back to use the Rode microphone and the old mixing desk coming in through the Belkin adapter into our still trusty but mechanically whirring video uh, uh, traditional iPod. But we're getting you across from the Wi-Fi running around the house through the iPad, which is actually doing air mirroring onto the television. So we're sitting here watching it, um, um, watching you. And in fact, it uh, uh, despite I'm the fact... I'm watching yours. <laughs> 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 you hang on to it, JP. Okay. Up, JP. I'm, I'm getting uh, a super view of your nose hair. <laughs> Thanks, folks. We'll put it around there, eh? It's uh, you wouldn't believe uh, what how you look on this new uh, Sony um, television that uh, they've uh, sent over to us from uh, for testing from the Berlin IFA show last week. It's the very first in the world. It's a, in fact, it's it's eighty four inches. Do you know what an unshaven Fogues looks like on eighty four inches in four K resolution? Not that it, you are in four K resolution, but the amazing mm. screen you doubling. You my bristle, couldn't you? <laughs> we just about can, <laughs> as it happens. Well, if it's eighty four inches, at least it's proportionate. <laughs> are you saying you're bristling up? Uh, you're not growing another beard, are you? You're bristling no, up. We're not going to arrive for Sandown and find you with another little goatee, are we? No, there won't be a hamster on my face. <laughs> it's fair to say, folks, that you need to put an order in for the Sony, and it's nice and easily named, so you'll remember, the XBR-84X900 at a mere, a mere 25k US, 84 inches. That's so you, folks. I mean, but what are you going to do with the other 17 televisions you won't throw out? All being 720p, I might add. Oh, it's a dilemma. <laughs> it would be a dilemma. I've started to clean out. You'll notice, you'll notice some tidying in Shaco. Really? What? Yeah, in, yeah. In, in that there's nothing in the fridge. <laughs> Livers of space have emerged. 
<laughs> you know, did you see that show about hoarders? No, I didn't. <laughs> the guy had the clothes. Uh, nothing. It's, it's just got nothing to do with you. And I, I appreciate the accommodation. I'll just shut up. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you sleep? Yeah, well, no, there's no space in your room, but you think it all went. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. I'm in the bar. <laughs> I'm upstairs on the couch this time. There's more room yeah. to stretch out. Yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> but seriously, folks, you don't really notice the difference just having a 70 tw- 720p TV. <laughs> I don't notice what? The difference of only having a 720p television as opposed to full 1080p. Most of the time, no. Because right. you watch TV without your glasses on, don't you? <laughs> Late at night. <laughs> uh, we're being cruel now. What is it, Maria? <laughs> <laughs> what is it you can't face? Right. Okay, so, um, folks, uh, the uh, Olympics are over, but Alex Zanardi... <laughs> has managed to win himself a gold medal, ironically, at Brands Hatch. 11 years since he had the terrible accident at Sausage Ring. Um, and also 21 years after the fact that he actually had been on a podium from a car race in second place at, uh, at, at Brands Hatch. That's pretty good. Will he be doing the Grand Prix track? I mean, does, is he going through Dingle Dell flat? You're breaking up, John. <laughs> yeah, well, you've gone Not through. at our end. <laughs> You're frozen, folks. <laughs> we were saying, folks, uh, about um, Alex Zanardi. I got the bit about Zanardi. We was wondering how he when, he, when he, yeah, he won a gold medal. Do you think he ran, do you think he was going flat through Dingledell? I'm not getting it all, but it's not. It's interesting, there's now talk that Zanardi, um, having won this gold medal, and I think he's going for another couple as well in the um, uh, wheelchairs racing. Mm. Uh, not wheelchairs, as you know. Uh, you, um, I must. That's very. You have to be very careful about that. Using that, you know, it's hand cycle. Oh, is that right? We have to be PC, do we? No, an extraordinary effort. He's an extraordinary individual. He's so inspiring. But there's now talk um, of um, him having a go at the Indy 500 next year, which is the one big race he didn't get to compete in because he was in the middle of the. IndyCar split back in the late 90s. Of course. And Chip Ganassi, who ran him back in uh, cars, and Jim Bubasa, who who was his teammate, they're talking about a joint entry that's um, setting up a car for Zanardi with, you know, mobility, hand control, which has actually happened before because um, about a year, maybe two years after his accident at the Lausitz Ring in Germany where he lost his leg, he went back there and he um, Wasn't he playing a sports car? You know, he did the, the completed the number of laps that he missed out on in that race where he was horribly injured. Um, so it can be done, and the Indy 500, you know, on a on a big oval, is probably one place where a car could be set up. And um, even though he's what 46 now, he could probably have a competitive go at it. 
But you're right. That's pretty funny. It's all right. What you were trying to ask me, but having a stab because you've gone all that lately. Yeah, you've sort of gone a bit that way too, Listen, folks. Uh, folks, what we're going to do frames, is we're going to so we get some nice. We're, we're just going to drop your call out and come back on an audio only link, if that's okay. The band. All right. Well, uh, we'll have any division break in the viewers, and you can come back to me. All right. <laughs> that means he's probably going to take up smoking again. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, uh, uh, Alex and Artie actually went and did, I think, Italian. There's something about not having uh, not having an open cockpit that takes away from the fundamental idea of Formula, Formula One, doesn't it? That yeah, fundamental true. design, that fundamental age old thing. You know, once you cover them up, I think there's mm. something fundamental that changes there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they suddenly become an open wheel of sports car mm. rather than a, a Formula One car. Well, what's the difference? Is the wheels are, are just not in, enclosed, enclosed uh, under the body. But I would have thought mm. that, that uh, Mark Webber's Valencia backflip, yep. backflip, and this thing that happened to Alonso this weekend. Mm. I mean, that, you know, that sort of uh, makes a pretty strong case for it being... Oh, it does. There's no doubt about that. Until yeah. Henry Surtees, I suppose. But, you know, that's... Mm. Well, that, that, that's right. Again, it, it's, you know, it's dangerous stuff. It doesn't, you know, to the point, how far are you going to go with these mm. things and limit the speed and mm. pull the engine capacity down? And, just... and then what happens if uh, part of the canopy cracks and takes out the driver, all that kind of, you know... Well, if, if it, it all goes into the crowd, if it if it gets hit, it's going to have to go somewhere. What mm. is it going to be? Mm. Plexiglass that just suddenly like. Well, it'd have to be plexiglass, wouldn't it? Or something more modern. Multi laminated, you know, <coughs> whatever. So but that it can't, be, it'll just there'll craze there'll rather be than. cocoons. Mm. But perhaps folks, uh, well, actually touched on something there that, that may, maybe they should be ejecting. <laughs> <laughs> In like, you know, much like a Cirrus. Air, air, airplane, um, who and, and I'm certainly hoping that I'm not going to have to take up that uh, that that test ride as I will be going over with Andrew. Yes, seriously. across the bathers soon, but and I hope you don't. And we need to talk pull, about that. Too. Pull a lever. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I've a, come in one way with him, but I'm now <laughs> going to go back the other way. He goes like. I usually go over empty. <laughs> mm. Well, I'd like to make it there. But the concept of that, you know, a... Whoosh. Yep. I've just had a vision of Charlie Whiting having a master switch and being able to eject drivers yeah. if they if they uh, jump starts. <laughs> you know, well, boom, straight out. Good, it? Gone. Oh, oh. But and the crowd rules. Could have, could have worked badly on the weekend, though, couldn't it? Imagine if Alonso had ejected at the wrong moment. <laughs> What is straight the bottom? <laughs> and, and you know, if it's it was a, oh, it's got a flat down. bottom. <laughs> but if it's a, like a, if it's under a bridge, <laughs> that's right. Timing is everything under the Dunlop Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> the Dunlop Bridge. Oh dear. Into the Monaco Harbour. We'll see if we get <laughs> his uh, his uh, his Rothmans. His Royal Rothmans. 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 Nice Kent, not Rothmans. 
Talking to Brands Hatch. It's Ken. Back to the Belgian Grand Prix, you know, uh, and, and Patrick made a um, made, made a quite a valid point there about you know when you talked about ejection mechanisms, and he thought perhaps that Charlie Charlie Whiting would uh, be able to sort of press the button when he know. saw an accident about to happen. Do, do you think that's valid? Do, do you think Charlie Whiting is? Is it okay for him to shake his head like that when someone does a jump start? <laughs> it was very telling, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it? No, no, no start was just outrageous. <laughs> I mean, you've never seen anything like it. Oh, I have. <laughs> I have seen stuff like it. <laughs> Worse. I've never seen such a blatant jump start as that. That <laughs> uh, was pretty extraordinary. Well, wasn't actually, it? not blatant. Should Charlie be shaking his head? I mean, isn't he meant to be impartial? Because that shaking of the head on television around the world is basically sending a message out there that I'm not happy. But it's almost sorry before we've reviewed the facts. What were you thinking? That's what the back of the head says. I get your point, but he's very experienced and any determination would be on the jump start would done on on the date on the data that they have shaking his head. So it's it's not a, a judgment call, it's a, it's a, it's a sheer call back, you know, he either jumped it or he didn't. It's not um, because you know the electronic timing system uh, Speaking of judgment so, calls, was it a a lack of judgment, a slip in judgment or uh, a media beat-up that uh, Lewis Hamilton decided to Tweet send him. out a picture of his telemetry data or yeah, uh, uh, some traces that may or may not have been interpreted um, in, one, in one way or the other. In fact, it was sent out by Instagram. He shot it on his iPhone, put it out through Instagram and then sent it on to other media networks like Twitter through the power of, of Instagram. But, uh, you know, was it really, was it a really a big crime? Probably a bit silly. Petulant, that's for sure. Mm. And I don't want to know what business the team had looking him take photo of it in any form during the debrief. Or, well, I, I feel I'm making a presumption. It was a silly thing to do. damaging in the end because apparently the information wasn't all that super sensitive, but it was a breach of trust. And all the more odd when you 
to wonder whether actually it is Lewis himself with his hand on the device. You'd think, you sort of, like, to my way of thinking, I just go, like, surely he's got so many other things going on that he's not the one actually taking... Well, he might have had taken a photo, but someone else pressed the button because I'm sure all the tweets that are written by um, some prominent members of the government in this nation, not that they're actually prominent, they're just in the government... Um, are probably not their own work. I mean, as we know, that anyone sits up, stands up there on, at, at a press club is only reading a pre-prepared speech by their uh, informed minders. I think in this case it was actually Lewis's own work. He apparently does do his own tweets. Many celebrities or I use that term loosely of other people writing their stuff for them in turn, in, including their Facebook posts and tweets. But I think on this occasion it was all his own work and it's just another example of how <laughs> the best of Tom Lewis is a bit straight. difficult year last year when some of his actions made you wonder about his mental <laughs> stability. Uh-oh. But this year, um, you know, a lot more together reflects in his results, but he can uh, still snap sometimes. So it's an interesting um, snapshot or more to the point of being groomed since childhood to be a Formula One driver. You have to sometimes wonder about his maturity because he's basically been living in a bubble since he was a kid. I, um, I'm wondering then, folks, that considering, you know, the, I, I'm sure he'll still be on there, uh, Patrick JP, that he'll continue at McLaren um, in the next year. But those at Framestore slash McLaren Animation would have to be running alternate versions of Tuned coming up, how they managed to write him out. Hmm. <laughs> would they not? Hmm... <laughs> <laughs> If you happen to see Toon episode four, which I thought was rather good. Yeah, I thought it was very good. It was excellent. Have you been... I haven't seen that yet. It's uh, well, right. been very clever. So Get on YouTube. Uh, it's definitely worthwhile. Actually, uh, if, oh, cool. apparently the, it's on this uh, website that a bunch of wankers run called Radio Hot Lap. <laughs> yeah. Complete tosses, I know. Yeah. <laughs> see the dinner next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, other little things that I wanted to... Oh, that'll be a gripping episode. Well, especially the way you're dropping out all the time. Yeah, well, can you bring us back, folks? You know, it's obviously... Fed up. He was trying to say... Anyway, that was, uh... So FPR have um, shaken down the car of the future with three alternate uh, versions of um, the alternator drivetrain, apparently. So uh, 
and they were all successful, which makes life very interesting, I would have thought. Well, it's a bit of success for them this week, considering that, uh, it's funny, a week ago there you were mentioning that FPR has been, FPV yes. has been sold off to Ford, and then a few days later that 51% stakeholder in FPR, ProDrive is exiting mm. the stage left there, which probably means our friend Mick is going to be out of work. Maybe. Hmm, unusual. Hmm. Now, what's going on there? Now, why is that doing that, JP? I don't know. It's not... It's got to be lack, lack of bandwidth again, surely. No, it's not. But why would it be echoing but... an image that isn't there? All right. Yeah, just, it had just grabbed the last thing it saw and just frozen no, it. Look, we'll, 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 we'll get Fogs done and get rid of him. And so we can... Get rid of him. Let's just get rid of him. Oh, he's probably gone to the toilet or something like that. Oh, we'll get him back later. Um, right, so what else is going on? Pat, what have you got to say, mate? You got anything there you want to blab about or anything? Or you just want to just throw in a few curlies with us? Oh, just, just the odd curly here and there. All right, good on mm -hmm. you. Okay, mate. Uh, look, uh, are you an ANZ bank, usually? No, I'm not. Well, I'm glad. Are you? No. I wish I was. Why? Because they, the, the people won the class action about the, oh, the extra charges. Oh, yep. look now, viewers, we're not here <coughs> to... We're not here to talk about banks, but no. we do like a win against the banks. <laughs> Although, you know, it'll come back and get you. Well, later. of course it will. But the, clearly they, they, they said that it is a penalty fee, that if you're $1 overdrawn, we'll give you a $35 charge. There's no correlation. Anyway, of course, you know, that's uh, like Samsung in the uh, appeals court. Of course. Well, as it would be. Well, Samsung in the appeals court. Apparently, uh, there was a, a rumour going around last week on the internet somewhere that um, Samsung were going to pay Apple with a billion dollars worth of five cent pieces that was going to be delivered in 30 trucks. <laughs> Just to piss them off. <coughs> but apparently someone's researched it heavily and it is actually all a load of bollocks. And some either, some other Einstein has worked out that you'd need 2,755 18-wheeler trucks if you were really going to pay a billion dollars in five cent pieces. It would piss people off, wouldn't it? <laughs> On the other hand, it'd, 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 if you were in the coin counting machine business, well, yeah, you'd be, be buying shares in it. <laughs> but apparently in the US there's no federal uh, mandate that says that any private business or whatever has to pay for goods in cash. Uh, the person who's accepting the payment can apparently stipulate how they want it and besides which, the thing's gone for appeal and they won't even get a final judgment to pay the money if it ever happens that far for bloody another couple of months anyway or the end of the month. No, so. no, no, no. It's going on for a long, long time. Now. Yeah, for sure. So uh, other little changes that have been going on in the world of motorsport is uh, a little revised entry list uh, with uh, Bathurst 12 hour for 2013 in that United Autosport, and I really want to get folks in on this, in fact... Um, has um, has pulled their McLaren um, oh, really? MP4 12C, and they had done that when they were running Brabs mm -hmm. over there in the FIA GT rounds uh, in GT3 European GT3 to sort of concentrate on British GT. Yeah. Perhaps there's a bit of a resurgence going on in British GT. Simonson, I tried to get him on the phone, but he's obviously out to dinner. His battery's flat or something. He's been here testing with um with uh, with with DJR on. Um, 
on Tuesday up at Queensland Raceway. We're yep. quite, uh, quite comfortable in the car, which is better than the rest of the drivers. But anyway, um, and he's not actually going back to do the British GT round with Hector Lester oh, really? for the second race in a row. Hector Lester has pulled the 458 uh, GT3 out of competition there. But it appears that there's a, a groundswell of interest in British GT. So that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm keen to see that turn into a more of a pro-pro sort of driver um, uh, championship. Because yeah, it, rather it, than it, the it amateur was a bit, It was a bit yeah. like Australian GT here and all, all a bit messy. Um, so... Um, doesn't mean that United Autosport is not coming here. They're going to be running an Audi R8, whether it's probably the one or the one cars that are already here in the country. And interestingly, one of the owners of, uh, of United Autosports is a guy called Zach Brown, who is one of the, the big, uh, you know, big swinging dicks in the um, uh, F1 marketing program behind right. the UBS brand and stuff like that. And more than likely, or rather most likely, to be... Successor, they say, to Bernie. Is that right? Mm, that's, well, that's what they do say. Because oh, so, there is um, a lot of speculation now about who's going to replace Bernie. Because let's face it, he's not getting any bloody younger, and he's just married a woman who's only thirty-five years old. So, gee, it'd be a lot of bloody uh, blue pills, and that can't be good for his heart. <laughs> or not a lot of blue pills. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, mate. <laughs> So, anyway. So I'd like to get uh, folks' as, uh, as thoughts about that. Also, um, that uh, Maranello Motorsport has pulled out yeah. with, uh, from, the, from the event, um, according to the latest press. And, and I haven't actually you know, spoken to, to Alan about yeah. that, nor um, Dominic Farmaker, <laughs> who has been a little bit sort of flat, having uh, badly damaged the 91 Viper SRT in the Baltimore Oh, final yeah. practice session the other day, just the bumpy track and making him, you know, his own admission, making a mistake, you know. <laughs> can't oh. re- really, how do I, I can't polish that into something. But he had a great time with the, um, with the, with some very uh, uh, disabled children here in the hospital prior. And it was unfortunate that it was the SRT Grand Prix of Baltimore. Oh, no. So, right. um, yeah, anyway, so that look, you know, really that, that's just down. a okay. tough break yeah. for racing car drivers, but... Uh, yeah. It, Let's see, we we again. see if we can get um, Fogs on here because I, I do want to. I do want to. See if I can get a hold of his, uh, his evidence once more. It doesn't work too bad, all this stuff, does it? It's pretty good. It's just the, when you lose the bandwidth or whatever, it drops out. There we go. Yeah. Uh, folks, look, um, we're just having a quick chat about the Bath Bathurst 12 hour for 2012, 2013 and how United Autosports has pulled their McLarens out, but they're going to be running a, um, uh, an Audi. But uh, further, uh, further investigation reveals that one of the co-owners of uh, United Autosports is none other than Zach Brown, who is uh, well known for his motorsport marketing involvement in Formula One and perhaps... The next next Bernie, what's your thoughts? Oh, sorry, John. You're breaking up. Yeah. So well, I just get you on the phone then. I'm not getting well. I don't know. Can you hear? I mean, I can hear you, but well, here, we can it. hear you, but you are breaking up a bit. Yeah. We'll do it this way. 
Settle down. I'll ring you on the phone. You know, uh, just such a trouble, mate. It's weird that it starts <laughs> off okay. Yeah, but it's his end of rubbish. Uh, well, it usually is. <laughs> I'm sure it's the bandwidth in his building that everybody gets home and buddy jumps on the internet That's after exactly they've had dinner. What it is. And the bandwidth just diminishes as soon as everybody's there. Because there's a lot of people in that building he lives in. <laughs> now it's not even going to ring. <laughs> ah, there you go. Little bad downloaders. All right, let's give that a go. Sorry, mate. We have to go back to the old phone network. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we can wrap it up anyway. Yeah, so I know you up. want to get back to your tennis match. I was just saying to you, saying that um, just uh, United Autosports, which has pulled their McLarens out of the Bathurst 12-hour here next year, but more importantly that one of the co-owners is none other than Zach Brown, who has a, a well-known role in sports marketing in Formula One has, has been sort of tapped on the shoulder a little bit by a few people that he may take over from um, Bernie Eccleston. It, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, a lot of vested interests all, all, all trying to get an edge on the others. It could be complete anarchy, you know, if they're not careful. Mm. Makes sense. Mark Fogarty, thank you for your time this evening. And uh, as per your request, we're wrapping you up, letting <laughs> you go onto your zone and um, continue the cleaning up for my arrival. All right, you have fun for the rest of the show. Thanks, so folks. Good night, you all, and good night, viewers. Good evening. Good night. See you, mate. Bye bye. Cheers, folks. Uh, good on him. He's he's laughable, but we have to get rid of him eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say? Right, that? time to okay. time to um time to wrap it up. But of course, you know what that means. Got to be tech time. Tech time.
Is it well, enough? I thought I would hit, take time off tonight. Go. With something different for Radio Hotline. Really? Something that's not electronic. Well, not basically electronic. The Kellys announced that the Nissan VK engine is going to be the, uh, the motor used in their uh, Nissan V8. That's and the 86421 one engine. It's, no, it's the uh, KVK45DE, in fact, which I thought the viewers would probably want a bit of background on it because I thought it was quite fascinating. Um, yes, it's a V8. It was uh, introduced in 2002. Quad cam alloy. Uh, built in Yokohama. And um, it's a 90-degree V8, so that's all cool. Why, um, what do you mean? If it's not 90, is it uncool? No, no, but it, I mean, it's just, it, it just makes it normal, in inverted commas. Double overhead cam cylinder heads. Um, <laughs> is that a Four valves per cylinder. A, a, Patrick, what do you think? I mean, like, you know, you're, it's, it's like Patrick here, I can see, he, he's very useful, he's quiet, he's on the side, he's the statistician. Getting the data you here can suss it to out, review. He's like the. But at any given moment, I'm about a minute behind you all. You see, I've kind of, <laughs> I was on the Bernie successor thing a full minute after it had died. You see, so. Yeah, yeah, so the usefulness is a bit. Oh, but you should have low. The Wi-Fi password. That would have helped out with the yeah. Three G, yeah. Two and a half G. But sorry, Jack. You know, I'm not going yeah. to interrupt. Well, no, no, I know not. Well, that's fine. Uh, four valves per cylinder. Shut up. And uh, variable flow induction. Now, the interesting thing about this engine is it's used by Nisbo for Super GT races. Nisbo? Nismo for Super GT races. In the Nissan GTR, which they actually call GTR1, um, instead of using the twin-turbo V6, which is normally in there, um, and it's a pretty schmick bit of kit. So I don't know how... V8 supercars are going to calm it back down because um, I would suggest just looking at the specs of it that it would probably um, make a fair bit of bloody power. Oh, well, look, uh, look, Mark Scaife has given the guidelines to the people building the cars, and yep. and you know, and he's the, 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 that actual engine has the same bore and stroke as the other V8 supercar engines, and as Mark Scaife would quite rightly come along and give you a a technical briefing of how to create the equalisation. Just sort it out and get it working. You know, <laughs> don't bother me, I'm out. Uh, no, like, yeah. Just don't bother me, okay? Right. And, that, and that's, a, you oh, know, that's, that's fine. That's fairly yeah. harsh. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I just thought that it was rather funny that on the exact same day that they announced that uh, engine. Yes. And also that Jeff Fisher was moving up from the PR role in Nissan to be the motorsport manager, mm. um, that on the other side of the world, the Infinity boss was actually saying, <laughs> V8's are dead. Yeah. They're luxury brand. Mm. And um, so I thought, you know, that's Nissan seemed to be pretty coordinated, but then yeah. Infinity... It's like saying, well, Infinity's a step apart, and Lexus. Lexus. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so the way that I'm, my presumption from that would be that in the same way that Lexus is pursuing hybrids and electric vehicles and things like that, you would expect that Infinity would go in that same direction, which in obviously would then make V8 dead from their perspective. Rather presumptuous, I think. Well, yeah, maybe it is. 
Now, the last interesting thing about that motor is the fact that the guy who is at Kelly's looking after it, um, he is a guy who used to work for Gibson Motorsport and, um, and then Walkinshaw Racing, Shigeru Kugimiya. And um, he has been brought in to work purely on the Nissan engine program. So um, he's a native Japanese, uh, but he's been based in Australia for over a decade, right going back to the days with the uh, Gibson one would presume. Um, so obviously he's got a, uh, a big tie up with Nismo. Um, and apparently he did work for Nismo before he, uh, before he came to Australia. So uh, that's probably a good thing from Kelly's point of view. I think so. In fact, James, I've just had a glass of that really rather ordinary, possibly failed lie-down red. And That's, now it's got some air in it. And I don't think it's too bad at all. Okay, cool. So you'll have to leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm not allowed to drink it. I'll bring sure. it and he drinks it. You you'll know. have to leave. So right, well. with uh, Sony's new action cam. It's a rugged camera. In fact, I made... Oh, I read few, about that the other day. I right? made a few notes about this camera. And basically, at uh, the IFA, yes. you know what that stands for. Yeah, not in your life. Mm. What does that stand for? Well, Independent World. Football Association. <laughs> <laughs> Information for assholes. <laughs> <laughs> what else can we come up with? So what is it? It's the International Something Federation something. of Audiovisuals. It's a consumer show in Berlin. What yeah, would IFA stand for? Something with Achtung on the end of it, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> the international fucking Achtung. That's right. <laughs> Consortium. Dot com. back. Right. <laughs> so anyway. Silence. So anyway. And Sir Kennedy has just arrived in Frankfurt. <laughs> and that's what he's doing over there. Or he's married in Serbia. But, um, that's right. I'd just like to, to point out that Sony seriously has come out with the uh, their, their action cam, and it's actually smaller than a GoPro Hero 2. Mm. That's their target market. They're going for it. It's um, a 1080p, 16 yep. megapixel still. Um, CMOS sensor, and I've got a few issues with that because I'll talk about that in a sec. 170 degree car, wide Carl Zeiss lens, Wi-Fi connectivity, and it'll run 120 frames per second. So that's... Uh, around 25 frames per second here in Australia, but for the sake of all those non-Americans listening, but not that there are any, um, that basically, it's about four and a half times faster than regular stuff. So you right. can slow things down and... Get super slow-mos. Well, yeah, you if, you if you really want to see some brilliant stuff like Formula 1 cars going over curbs, we're talking two, mm. two to 3,000 frames per second or something like that. Um, and using their, their well-known steady shot technology. So it, it could be a, um, a bit of a game changer there. And is it um, priced at the same level as uh, the I think, Pro? Yeah, 3 dollars like Yeah, I think it was um, And yeah. they call it the HDR AS10 slash 15 or whatever. Jesus, a lot of mm. drugs. <laughs> yeah. They're naming convention so, with everything. So are you still working, microphone? Yeah. Yeah, good. Okay, all right. Okay, uh, and then I'll talk to you about the, uh, the, the, the Sony big screen. I say, um, Nokia has come up with a Lumia 920 Windows 8. <laughs> Funny you should meet that. Now, uh, do you, which bit and you an know, 820. Uh, you know, do you want to talk about the phone or the fuck up? Uh, well, no, you can talk about the phone and I'll just uh, add the bit about the share price dropping 13% when it was announced. No. Because it's, it's running Windows. About, <laughs> the, 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 no, it's not, about, it's not about that. It's about the, 
the ad that's been running about showing their pure view technology is that they've got a um, they're, they're, they're showing it about how this has been shot with a Lumia 920 and a guy's riding along on his bike shooting his girlfriend da 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 right and apparently seven point something megapixels yeah, yeah. apparently apparently but apparently if you slow the video down to a point when you come up against the glass window, there's a van behind with a high-res DSLR video camera shooting it. <laughs> Oops, that right. And then, <laughs> Oops. And then Nokia said, well, we weren't trying to mislead, we were just trying to represent... <laughs> well, so we just it with a high res. just so we could compare it and see whether it really was as good as we thought it was. So but yeah, uh, most importantly, and, and this is the bit you'll love, JP. You'll yeah, love it because yeah, yeah. you'll be going out of business unless you get this. Right. The special connector. No one else is getting one. Right. The special <laughs> connector. Right. The new iPhone four, five. On iPhone five iPhone special five. connector. Or the or the, yeah. or the five yeah. on September twelfth. Five on twelve. You know, like, you know, yeah. and, and the connector in the bottom. Different. Yeah. Blue stick. Yeah. Nothing connects. Yeah. Only available from Apple. Oh yeah. Or you. Yeah. That's, well, of course, as it would be. So, I mean, you, you, yeah. apparently you're, you, personally... <laughs> personally? Including because of your shares. Right, you know, right, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll be up, making up to nearly $100 million. Is that right? Mm. Fancy, come on, awesome. Follow on the label of it. <laughs> Worth hanging around you two for a bit longer, then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you that job off you. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bugger the owner. Well, I'm glad to hear that. It makes me feel much better going home now. Yeah? We are going home, yeah. I won't be telling Laney that I'm worth all that much, it. though. Go on. Yeah, Got to keep that a secret. Yeah. <laughs> Should be buying new houses or something. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I would want to suggest that you would buy a, a Lumia 920 camera for, for no. home use. It's a phone. Not unless you've got a van just following your own. It's not just a phone. It's not just a camera. It's a new... <laughs> With a 4.5 inch screen, funny How enough. That, they ever, you know, like, it could be an, an, an antenna, which yep. also doubles as an endoscope. <laughs> Is that what you call Let's... dark fibre? Very good. There's a snort. There was a snort. <laughs> <laughs> Took a lot of guts to come up with a statement like that. Righto. Okay. That's it. I'm All done. Right. I'm done. What about meat, barbecue, and cooking? Barbecue. Oh, well, actually, you know, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> because. Of the show. <laughs> because, 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 because. I had a super deluxe leg of lamb the other day. You know we were talking about Woolies and how they've dropped the price of lamb? Went and grabbed a uh, leg of lamb on Sunday. And From where? And it's my turn to cook. From Woolies. Uh, at Marion. Laney and I were down at Marion. Did you love the Marion and, uh, No, I know. I can't I told Mitch that. He thought it was quite funny. Um, when he was going down there with his girlfriend. After he anyway. got dick and salad. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> Just did the normal style. It's gone off. Ro- <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, rosemary, you know, herbs, the mint sauce. But it was absolutely deluxe, I have to say. It was probably one of the best bits of uh, lamb I've had for a long while. So I was well, very that's happy. An interesting, that's an interesting call. I'm, um, I haven't had a good experience with the, the shop down the road. Really? With it. Like the price has been right, but rubbish. Yeah. Rubbish. 
Oh, no, the leg lane was particularly good. The rest of it, mm, don't yeah, know. The pricks are things to cut, though, aren't they? Well, no, if I've got the top half of the yeah, leg, no, not the bottom yeah. half. It's so real... it's the easiest calf piece, because you've really only got the stick. Patrick, do you, do you, do you do a few roasts? No, I'm not, I'm not a big roast man, but I've got, to, I've got to have a bit of a whinge about target lunch on Friday. Just a little oh, bit good. of a whinge, because I, I thought we'd segue somewhere into cooking. Yeah, yeah. Now, for Classic Adelaide for years that I'd gone to lunch... Winery, yep. buffet, selection mm-hmm. of small goods, the yep. whole bit. Roast this, roast the that. Mackie right. The Mackie lunch. The Mackie lunch. Or even the... Mackie lunch, the, absolutely. Um, solid with uh, young Hanson. Peter Lehman lunch. Three brothers. The Peter, Peter Lehman lunch was lovely. Always yeah. lovely, yeah. Now, I get there on Friday with uh, with Tom in the GT, and uh, we go to the Coromandel Oval there, and we walk past... We, we drive past this uh, booth, and out of the booth comes this woman with a Villies bag, and pokes it into the window and says, that's lunch for you. We open up the bag, two Villies meat pies, two bottles of water, and a couple of chalky donuts. And I thought, well, the, bin will, the bin will like this. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I ain't partaking. I thought I was, I was very much let down. I, I think that's, whilst most South, South Australian, it smacks. I smacks, I tell you. Smacks. <laughs> Again with the smacks. I'm a deal with, with Vinny. With <laughs> Vinny or Villy? As opposed yeah, to Villy. Sure. <laughs> Vinny, and, Villy, and, and Vinky. Josh, I came, I saw a concrete. Josh Mellow, who's running <laughs> electric motocross in Las Vegas. No, I, oh, do, right. I do yeah, get the parochial please. connection. I do understand that bit. But, geez, but, no, know, the, but standards have to be set. There you're should running... be a choice, at least, though. Do you want a pie and a donut? Well, or do you, would you like something a little bit healthier? At least if they got us to shell out a tenner or a twenty or whatever. Oh, this, is just, a, this is just for you. Yeah, yeah, no, but, this but, is the competitors media, and yeah, competitors, no, no, competitors and everything. Yeah, you can't be off. I mean, if they're at Clarendon Oval, wouldn't they have gone to the Clarendon Bakery and not Villies? Don't you remember? Clarendon Bakery's got the luxe Thursday pies. morning gummeraka morning mm. tea. Yeah, oh little thing. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the ladies from the CWA. <laughs> the thing you you come to all the wrong colour. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, and, and Chopper Reed has moved into the Chopper Reed, yeah. into the podcast. Fucking hello. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> hello, yeah. hello viewers. Yeah, <laughs> 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 no, we can feel the name.